Podcast Assemble. I've probably said that already. Hey, okay, wait. There's no one to assemble. West Coast Podcast Assemble. Go. Hello, everybody. <laughs> uh, we're back again. Another week uh, after missing another hey, week. Hey, don't I'm sound sorry. so excited. No, I, I just feel bad. No, this uh, is a, a t- an exhausted, an exhausting We're very tired people. Very tired people, but we like doing yeah. the show. We and do. It's a fun outlet for me, even if I don't want to talk about comic shit. So there... What can we talk about today? Well, wait. I'm Henry Gilbert, He's Henry the host, Gilbert. and this is Cape Crisis, Cape the podcast Crisis. about comic books and graphic novels and sequential art and all that. Oh so, and this is the co-host, Chris Antista. Hi. With Hello. loading up a soundboard. Which Hello. Is not ready. Hi. And it's just the two of us this week, because uh, somebody's got a headache. No, I'm kidding. Uh, well, no. Or we didn't line up a guest. Yeah, we didn't line up a guest. By we, I mean me, and I did not. Yes. But, uh, God, everybody's Or everybody's tiled, 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 tiled all over. Tiled. Don't throw this all on, on Tylerd. <laughs> Everyone is tired all over. Mm-hmm. Oof, but, so, Chris. We got stuff to talk about. Uh, boy, I was at New York Comic Con. And NYCC. You, and you saw, I, I don't care, it's, it seems the right place. There's comics of these characters. You saw Wreck-It Ralph. Yes, in I advance. was witness to record. Ah, oh, fucking asshole. That was a lot of fun. Got to see it two weeks in advance. Uh, yeah. At the Disney yeah. Museum. The, well, at the uh, first we went to the movie theater that's the Lucasfilm Theater. You the son Disney. of a bitch. So, I've never been there. I've never been to either of those places, but yeah. God first we went to the Lucasfilm Theater, which had like the most advanced yes. 3D footage. Yeah. Like, uh, what was it? The right and left, so like it's dual, like they called it. It was it was much better looking. For I don't me. even know. I just I know that like uh, Pixar, like only Pixar and LucasArts swap films because they're the only uh, theaters capable right. of producing stuff. I've been in Pixar's. Well, I, yeah, that's studio. true. I've never so been to Pixar. There, though, it was cool getting to see like uh, at, at the Star Wars place they had you know uh, a Darth Vader costume from the films and the uh, a Boba Fett. Who? Boba Fett. I Boba I, Fett. Where? I, I, I'm, yeah. j- I'm more of a prequel guy. And then in, uh, and then after the film, they had a party at the um, Walt Disney Museum. So we were in the. Bitch. It was in the room where they have all the awards. Walt Disney's are won. It's fucking Oscars. And I, I challenge everybody to, to go there and go there because it's super cool. It's not technically even owned or run by Disney. It's the Disney Family Museum. Ah. So it's in the family's name. Mm-hmm. But it's like this total celebration of animation. So I think right now upstairs they have a, a, a salute to stop motion animation with like Gumby and shit in it. Well, and downstairs, as uh, as was pointed out to me by sometimes guest mm-hmm. Michael Raparez's wife, mm-hmm. she uh, she was like, oh, it's full of posters for old Disneyland mm-hmm. rides. Like, she, Yeah. yeah. I'll read re- Autopia. I want that. I want that one so bad. And the 20,000 Leagues in the Sea one, oh, they don't even sell them there. And they should because they're recreations. And yeah. what I, I challenge everyone to do, go there because you should uh, spot the Oscar that Disney won for DeFure's face. Everybody keeps emailing me like I've never seen it before. The Donald Duck is a Nazi cartoon, which is still a parody uh, railing against Nazis. Yeah, people don't really get that part. And uh, if you watch the whole thing, he wakes up and he's glad he's in America. Mm-hmm. But uh, I love it. That That... You think it's egg on Disney's face? There's the Oscar they won for it. Yeah, they're the proud Oscar. of it. Well, they yeah, 
they're not you know they're not crying from the rooftops yeah, it's about right it, next but to the wardrobe award for Mary Poppins too. Yeah, it's a, I I didn't take a close look at all those Oscars, but I was probably saying like these are all te- mostly technical awards or short films. They're short like, films for the most part, yeah. Uh, he, he hasn't won. They haven't won an Oscar in forty years, I bet. Unless no, for, uh, Pixar oh music. Wins. Well, oh yeah, Pixar wins all the time, and they had a bunch of soundtracks that won. They did like uh, Vanessa Williams, Color of the Wind. Is that probably the last time? Uh, maybe. You don't think Phil Collins took it home know, for Phil Collins. Son of Man? Oh, Phil Collins kept it, yes. Ugh. Oh, wait, he did win, didn't he? Yeah. That was the year he beat out uh, Trey, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, which is ridiculous. Blame Canada lost. Wonderful. Um, but the actual movie, Wreck-It Ralph, was really good. I yeah. really liked it. It was. Why are you saying uh, that with a but? Well, I'm not saying but. I just said it's really good. I didn't say it was great. Like, mm-hmm. okay, here's... Here's how I feel. Pixar movies are some of the very few, like, Mm -hmm. I I think CG is all about, for a lot of people, they think it's to look snazzy Mm -hmm. and to be cutting edge. And Pixar, it's all about story. Mm -hmm. It's about story first. But they are also, you watch their movies, they are the cutting edge. Mm -hmm. They are way ahead of everybody else on the technical side. But they have a point to the using them. Mm -hmm. It's not just about that. This is the the latest technology and we're going to put Smurfs in it. Yeah, exactly. And and I didn't feel that way in um I didn't feel that way in Record Ralph. There were a couple moments in it where I was like, nah, I saw this happen or this is a very mm-hmm. this is a very cliched moment to happen in a Disney cartoon. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is the same thing that happens in every Disney animated film that follows a certain path. Yes. Like and so when it happens uh, I I roll my eyes, and they executed it better than other films other do. Disney, even other Disney, Disney films, films yeah. that copy Pixar. It it executed it better than the other Disney films that copy them that mm-hmm. hit the same story beats. But uh, but really, we I went there to see all the video game references mm-hmm. and to see all the uh, you know spe- guest cameos and stuff and. Mm-hmm. I don't know. People like are calling it like, is it the Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Roger Rabbit or the uh, or the Toy Story for video games? I guess it is more like Toy Story mm-hmm. in that though. Mr. Potato Head appears, but not in a crucial role. Well, no, no guest star has as crucial a role as Mr. Potato Head. Like the mm-hmm. the cameos, that pretty much every known character mm-hmm. is a cameo. They they are more like Roger Rabbit mm-hmm. in that way. Like they are more like just little moments, like hey, there's that guy, there's that guy, and that. But they're not. None of them. None of them do the heavy lifting of any story points. I, I love. I just read some interview with John C. Riley a couple Comic Cons ago, talking about getting characters and like you wouldn't believe how many people. This is my John C. Riley. Many people like wanted too much money to be in the film, and I'm Frogger. Fuck your fuck your frog. <laughs> he named Frogger specifically as people who wanted way too much money. Like, no, fuck you. We don't need Frog. Lucky we remember Frogger. <laughs> I'm doing it. I don't. I'm John C. Riley. Sound like a good John C. Riley. I, I love that voice cast though because they're none of them are like A-list people. It's not like they're not pulling a DreamWorks and hiring the most popular person of the day. Mm-hmm. It's just a bunch of people who can do the role. Well, I hate when movie when those animated features do it because they're the most popular person of two years ago and yes. the thing comes out like like in the I use the comparison Lorax, like, the comparison of um, Finding Nemo. Mm-hmm. Your stars are Albert Brooks, Jeffrey Rush, and Ellen Generous. And then <laughs> DreamWorks the made Fishtail right after mm. that, starring Will Smith, 
Robert De Niro and Jack Black. And Angelina Jolie. And Angelina Jolie. And who, of course, they draw they drew all of them to look like him because you don't put well, movie stars him. as a voice if they're not going to look like him. I pay for them. The only casting I was excited about there, they had Martin Scorsese in the movie. It just seems like a, he should be in every comedy movie. He talks so fast, his eyebrows are huge. Um, but yeah, the jokes were the jokes were funny. He, like John C. Riley and Sarah Silverman were great as like the two main characters. Jack McBrayer, Jack McBrayer was really funny. Yeah, he was really funny. As was Jane Lynch, and uh, always funny. And also, uh, who else was good? Adam Carolla actually had a funny. Adam Carolla was. I did not know he was in that. Uh, Alan Tudyk was pretty good. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Good old Tudyk. You may remember him from the Robot of I Robot. <laughs> Somebody might. Somebody. Well, he know. was. He was. I am not a murderer. Yeah. Yes, I did, I not, did ma- not murder ma- him. I did not murder him. Yes. Yes. I liked him better as uh, the cult leader in Strange. Cult leader in Strange Ah, beat you to it. I was also going to say the three card Monty dealer in mm. Hearts of Atlantis. Ew. <laughs> Wait, is that the uh, Stephen King Anthony Hopkins movie? Mm-hmm. Never seen that. That's a yeah. Frank Darabont film, right? It's not very good, yeah. Well, it's all his other Stephen King movies are pretty cool. He's too sappy. Well, so does Stephen King. In your face! I like when Stephen King is heartless and stupid. Like, uh, what was the, oh man, the one about the cat people? Did you remember no, that I, one? No, that, I think, was that made into a movie? Yeah, yeah. I have it, I have it on The cat people who are like incest, DVD. and they're like a man and a, a oh, mother and son who are having sex, and they're oh, cat people, but... But the cats in town surround their house and like keep surrounding them. They they can't stand it. They're like, God, all these fucking cats! Like, and that was followed up by the cat returns. I finally know where that fits in. Mm. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. All right, all I have is you to sit there and look ashamed of me. There's no one else to even give me a cursory giggle. Uh, But let me. uh, I'll just say, Wrecker Ralph, good movie, really good. It's uh, you'll definitely have fun watching it. I'm curious to see though. Uh, you know, I watched it with uh, a lot of gaming press, and so they well, laughed. That's a miserable experience. Well, I'm just curious to see what regular folks laugh at in the movie because there were very, very specific the normies. That, Henry, is that what you're norm? The norms, yeah. Like, what are they going to think? So glad what are I'm those not in your dumb, industry anymore. What are those dumb dumbs going to think is funny? <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, that was fun. But uh, but you were in New York City. I was at New York Comic Con. That's right. How was that? How, how does, in scale, how would you compare to, say, WonderCon oh. or San Diego Comic-Con? I liked that Comic uh, San Diego Comic-Con specifically is at least, like, one giant space uh-huh. with some surrounding halls. And this is just, like, I had multiple places to go, floor different floors all over the place. The most, mm. the most apparent thing you'll see, uh, there's no room that big I've been in with a glass ceiling. Oh. So that's... That's pretty. It, it was it was very nice, and uh, it smelled better because the weather was slightly cold outside. That's good, and uh, that was pretty nice. But I, yeah, it was like, hey, I, I have no news to report. It's like reporting on the from the eye of a hurricane. Like it's all occurring surround you. You can't see anything that's happening on your periphery. Like I was just there, and then when I get out, I see all these tweets. This, what, what was, what was, who yeah. said, what happened? What? Well, did what? you know? Uh, well, did you see at least the Spider-Man's birthday card that they wanted everybody to sign? No. Uh, you could have signed uh, it and been one of the world record setters. Now, how many people signed it? Well, you don't were, know. 
They were going for 700 or more than 700, I think, to That's break it? the world record. Maybe it was 1,000. I can't remember. I'm going to get you a birthday signed by 720 people. <laughs> I think we can do this. Um, Got to start now, though. It's a lot of mailing. <laughs> so, but though the, the big news, to me at least, out of New York Comic Con mm-hmm. was the Spider-Man news. What so, the fuck? I still don't... Uh. Well, I'll explain it as best as I know, but they're, being, they're still being very vague about it. Mm-hmm. So... As uh, as I talked about previously on here, you know, uh, Dan Slott had been saying that something is going to happen in Amazing Spider-Man 700 mm-hmm. that will really piss people off. And he was like, "What?" Well, I we were all curious what that meant. Mm-hmm. And we find out that this news starts trickling out. First, issue 700 is the last issue of Spider of Amazing Spider-Man. And it ships December 26th, the last week Boxing of day? the month. Yeah, the last week, the last uh, comic book day of the month, of the year. Maybe in the month. Like, just like the Mayans predicted. And then, starting in the new year, Superior Spider-Man is going to start. I don't hate that, but it is a weird name. Yes, well... Superior to what? So, and now they keep saying that this Spider-Man is not Peter Parker, that he's... Uh, Spider-Man isn't Peter Parker anymore, that Spider-Man is a lot meaner and tougher and darker, and what? that uh, and that he has, like, a talon on his big toe, like, on each of his big toes. I wonder when they go there. And the blue of his uh, of his body is now black on, the, on his red, and it's now red and black costume. Mm-hmm. But it, apparently he's back together with Mary Jane as well, or Spider-Man is with Mary Jane. Spider-Man is Mary... This is so confusing. They said Spider-Man is with Mary Jane, not Peter Parker, though. And so, if you like my, here's my guess of what I think is going to happen, mm-hmm. based on uh, a rumor I'd seen out there, and I think it keeps starting to seem more and more obvious. Mm-hmm. But uh, so you know, skip ahead a little bit if you don't want to hear my guess. This isn't <laughs> definitely what happens. But um, they've been they've been building up to Doc Ock dying. Mm-hmm. For a long time, like he's been in really terrible shape, like in hospice care, basically. And so, they say that uh, Amazing Spider-Man 700 takes place in Doc Ock's last hours. Mm-hmm. And I think what's going to happen is Doc Ock switches bodies with Spider-Man and takes over. And that's why technically Peter Parker is in Spider-Man, but it is his body. And oh now my. Doc Ock is in it, and he's going to be doing. Good as Spider-Man. That's but ridiculous. It could happen. Doc Ock's got the uh, the technology. I know, but like, I I get I get the now movement, the reboots because mm-hmm. it's been very successful, and it DC. is part of Marvel now. Yes. But wh- why why change the character that non-comic book readers know full well is Peter Parker? Yeah, I don't uh, I don't know. Well, yeah, as... why are you rebooting it other than to get people a good jumping off point? And well, that's no, kind it's... of a terrible jumping off point. Well, we'll see if that actually happens. But I also oh, yeah, think I was, I was taking that like you just spewed fact at me. I, I it seems po- very possible the way they're casting, the way they're making things look. It all fits. But I'll, um, tell you, I'll tell you what, this is making me really want to go back and read or go and read current Amazing Spider-Man. I'm I'm always a hundred issues behind. Well, I you're do in big time, aren't you? I, I I forget where I am. I mean, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That sound okay on the mic? Yes. Okay. Um, I forget where I am, but I'm def. You know, I'll tell you which ones I'm not at. The ones that cost four dollars on Comicology. <laughs> Those are the issues I'm never going to be at. 
I'm still paying four dollars. Uh, I I think I did I did that with X Men versus uh, Avengers. I know I pronounced that backwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and your Hawkeyes occasionally Deadpool. Yeah, Hawkeye three came out. Uh, oh, I'm gonna need. I need to read that. I'm gonna need it. And uh, I don't know. Should, should I? Well, oh, that's a later discussion. But if I wanted a jumping off point for what's <laughs> happening in current, the end of Amazing Spider Man, mm-hmm. can you offer people a good issue? Wait. Oh, to. Get up to the end to to experience the ending. Maybe oh, I see. Well, it really is. It starts with big time, like six forty eight up to seven hundred. But if you don't want to read all fifty two issues, mm-hmm. then uh, I would say Spider Island is a good place to I start. I have Spider Island. Yeah, I would read Spider Island. That'll take you up to it. I'd you say. You said nothing but terrible things about that. What? No, I didn't. No, I, I love said, Spider Island. Oh, I thought you said you. It was like it's not great. No, I loved it. Spider Island. Really, my I ha- I've had it forever, and I'm like, I think I'm just going to skip up to that and just dive into Amazing from there because I have like 20 issues in between. Spider that. Island is one of my favorite Spider-Man story oh, multi-part wow. stories ever. Love it. The horrors of Spider Island. Yeah, yes. I can't not think of A that. Classic mystery science theater episode. Uh, yes. One of my favorite jokes in that is that a, uh, a strange man attacks a woman and then they fall in love. Like. <laughs> Uh, uh, the, the film didn't have very high, much respect for women. No. No, but who does? Uh, uh, so let's talk about, before we hop more into Comic-Con news, let's talk about what we've been reading, if anything. Why? Because oh, right, we uh, haven't been here in a while. Okay. Um, I'll go first. Go for it, brother. Well, I just now read Walking Dead 103, mm-hmm. and uh, it pains me to just have to, like... It's the next part. It would be the first issue of the next book of Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. So it's nothing like it ends not even on a cliffhanger, no. but just on like, and this is a, an impactful moment in this scene. The reveal is 102. The, yeah. 102 is the better close. And yeah, it's the a, whole time you think he's going to use that thing he's holding and like, do it, do it, do it. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I wasn't even thinking that when I was, I was. reading it. I was like, I th- like think here you are comes. supposed to. Like, here it uh, comes. Do it. No. Well, I mean, physically, Nagan could be. Could Is that up. how you pronounce him? That's how. Or, I'm not spo- don't no, spoiling it. All right. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, I read that. Uh, last week, I read Uncanny Avengers, the first book of Marvel Now. And I have to say, I really. I think it's a good start. It's I liked reading it because uh, I wanted to read it because it's the the first chapter in the new Marvel universe, which is exciting to me. Like it, I liked Bendis as mm. the Avengers writer, but mm. I, you know it's time for a change of pace. I can't believe how much Bend how much Bendis I read inadvertently. <laughs> I'm still tearing through too. Ultimate Spider Man, and like you never took a break, never took a break. All the Avengers. He makes time for Ultimate Spider-Man. That's his baby. It's it's lovely. I love Ultimate Spider-Man. So, uh, though, Uncanny Avengers is written by John Jonathan Hickman, who I have bad mouth before on here, but I think it was a pretty Hickman. good story. The the um, Uncanny Avengers, mm-hmm. like it's it's about Cap. Cap wants to mend fences, fences with the mutant community because he feels bad that he ignored them all this time. Damn well should. So he's now building a new Avengers team that includes more mutants on it and members of the X-Men. But at the same time, a new super villain group has appeared 
and they're led by a mysterious villain who's revealed on the last page in a really cool moment, which I, I really like. Ooh, so you're not, not going to ruin that for us? Is yeah. it worth? Is it worth picking up? I just I, don't look. Okay, if you don't want it ruined, though, don't look at the preview cover to issue two that's out there okay. because that is the yeah, check it out. I was, uh, no, but it was, the, the real reason to pick it up mm. is because the art is the best. Because it's by huh. John Cassidy, mm-hmm. a.k.a. the artist of Whedon's X-Men. Mm, astonishing. The, the Astonishing X-Men. Uh, um, one, and also Planetary, one of my favorite artists who doesn't do enough regular books. And so right, I, it's great. It's really great. I, just, I, I, I did see there's uh, so many AVX Aftermath comics. And yeah. probably one called Aftermath. Consequences. I know there's there. consequences. I think there's also Aftermath. I yeah. don't know, but there's 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 just so many, and like I'm not doing this shit again. No, they and, trick you with it. Like, nothing really happens. With my with you know in my periphery vision, I'm not going to do this again. But I'm looking at you, Uncanny. <laughs> I'm looking at you. Uncanny Avengers is good. Uh, I I I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. The thing is, you can't read a single issue anymore and be mm-hmm. satisfied. Like no, not at all. That is a plus I'll give to Amazing Spider-Man is that mm-hmm. they make their six issue stories pretty rare. Mm-hmm. Like most of their stories, like they do a lot of one and two issue stories, mm-hmm. so you get you get a lot you get a lot more closure. A lot yeah, of sixty days worth of closure. <laughs> That's right. I, well, you never get real closure, but it's nice to see the beginning and the end of of a story. I'm in still in my anymore. comics renaissance, so I get to experience just a ton of story whenever I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm still mm, caught up. Well, but... I, I think I'm going to go pick up that that hockey, and uh, uh, you think I should pick up on candy? Yeah, I think so. I think you'll like it. I, I'm curious to see how you feel. I did. About I did it, pick up Marvel Point One. Yeah, what um, did, I haven't read that Marvel yet. Now Point One. I, well, I only read the beginning, and I was drunk. Um, okay, then. But it's I can't. I still don't really understand what is happening. So you will need to catch me up on that too. What is Marvel Now? It's not a separate universe. It's a new jumping it's on point. Not yeah. a reboot. Not a total reboot, but it is a. Like it is. Hey, new readers, read mm-hmm. this. We're not going to confuse you. Like, but like immediately, the uh, certain characters have connections to things that have happened in previous issues. Well, yeah, and point they, one. Yeah, yes, that's true. They shouldn't. Uh, they have to allude to something that happened to give an idea of continuity. But I, I don't know. I'm interested to look at it. The main character is mm-hmm. African American Nick Fury, right? Yes. Who it now exists in the Marvel Universe. They call him Black Nick Fury. <laughs> really? Yes. Well, he is. I mean, his name is Nick Fury. They don't like, call him Black Nick Fury, people. Don't don't tweet me, please. He, uh, he is, like, he... It was so silly, his first appearance, that he, mm-hmm. you know, he... Um, they just reveal, oh, Nick Fury had a secret son named Nick Fury, who... <laughs> Looks just like Ultimate Nick Fury. It really is a black thing to name your your kid after you. <laughs> I think I like. I've never been that attached to White Nick Fury. Like, and I actually like. The, I'm, um, I'm sad that he's he's gone, but his association with David Hasselhoff and visually how similar he is to Mister Fantastic. <laughs> uh, I guess I like it. Well, also, it's not just a Hasselhoff thing that he just became a cliche in the Marvel universe. It's like, yeah. how do we fix this thing? You know, call. Nick Fury. And I was glad they held back on putting him in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D. again because mm-hmm. that would have just been predictable, too. I, I was I was sort of just thinking about it. Like, I do... I don't think I was around even when that was happening. But that Nick Fury was his own... A star. 
Yeah. He yeah. had his with his own line, and then he's sort of been relegated to this like omnipotent mm-hmm. creature, like the grandfather of the Marvel universe. Like he's, Kinda, he's stuck way in it, the back. It's uh, chaotic, neutral, or chaotic good, uh, but character. tertiary. Like yeah. like totally unimportant. Well, they did put him in charge of a book somewhat recently, Nick Fury and the Agents of yeah. uh, something. Shelled. <laughs> no. The thing was, he wasn't in charge of Shield. Oh, that's right. What so. he was doing on the side. Yeah, in secret training new kids. But mm. I don't think I've seen him since um, the uh, the siege that ended the dark of era of mm-hmm. uh, the rain. Dark rain. That was it. But yeah, so, uh, so yeah, you read Marvel Point One. Did you read anything else? Um... I'm still catching up on uh, Invincible. Probably read something. Oh, I read um, uh, the first six issues of Mark Waid's Daredevil, and um, that's just a bit of wonderful. Like Dare- Daredevil is very slowly becoming. It's one of the best books. The like. most compelling. Yeah, but like through like Bendis and Brubaker and mm-hmm. like such a, a really really consistent and fantastic run as a character, and then sort of like this handicapped Batman. He's officially. To me, Marvel's Batman, like the closest approximation. No, Mark Wade, his books make him sillier. Like it's point, it's pointedly lightening the mood, uh, uh, like very purposefully. They're, they're funny moments for sure. They, well, they have a line in it where like Matt has to give cover to, or get. He has to say this both to mm-hmm. Foggy and to the audience, which is, "You think I've gone crazy, or you think I am not coping with all my problems." I don't care. To be honest, I don't care what you think. This is me now. I'm having fun. Like, that's his thing. Like, yeah. And that is, and honestly, they needed, I think what's happening with Mark Wade's Daredevil is what was needed. Like, mm-hmm. Daredevil had the worst, like, it, it was his best comics, but mm-hmm. for five years, he, the he worst the things happened him. to him over and over yeah, again. That did happen. Like, so many bad things that they needed to, he either would just kill himself or because there's no hope left, or he needs that fun again, and so he's See, having I, fun. I do love that. That if you've never, have you ever read the? the I don't know the issue number. The hyper depressing Mysterio suicide. Yes, it's yeah. so it's so it's so depressing for Mysterio, who, like we just mentioned with Nick Fury, used to be a a, a legitimate badass. Yeah, a member of the Sinister Six. I was really not disappointed, but when I when I got to it rereading Ultimate, like. Where's what are you gonna do with Mysterio? The sixth member is you, Peter Parker, and there's no Mysterio. I okay, I get it. What, what's he gonna look like? But uh, that yeah, when he's put Daredevil through a ton of uh, shenanigans, yeah, put his life in a turmoil, basically to come face to face and force him to kill him, and then I think he gives some part of the speech like, oh yeah, I know. You usually associate me as Spider-Man's guy. <laughs> Guess what? He's too busy to take care of this shit. I had to go be I had to go be level two, and that's why I'm choosing you. And uh, that's good. Some, I forgot sense. about that. Yeah, that was. It was depressing all for both characters. Mm-hmm. He said he chose Daredevil because he's he's less than. Though actually, I, that reminds me, I read the third Daredevil collection, the third Mark Wade mm-hmm. Daredevil collection, and. It's really good, though. The problem is that they front-loaded the art on the book. Like, mm-hmm. the uh, Marcos Martin and Paolo Rivera, like, they are the two regular artists on the first ten issues, and they are amazing. I love their... Their artwork is both similar and distinct, and mm-hmm. they they both draw, like, slimmer figures and 
there's such like uh, like a movement, a sense of movement to their stuff. And when I see how he animates like sound waves, mm-hmm. uh, it or animates uh, just draws sound waves. It just looks amazing. Flip the page is fast enough. It just looks amazing. But then in the third book that collects a uh, three-part Spider-Man, Punisher, mm-hmm. Daredevil crossover, and then four more issues of Daredevil, while the story is just as good, they had to get fill-in artists. Neither Rivera mm-hmm. or Martin were, were free, so they they got fill-in guys who were at least trying to draw within that style so that it feels similar, but it didn't feel good enough. Not like, good enough, Frank. No, I, I just don't... I hate when art suffers because... <clears throat> Usually a comic will start off with like ten up to ten issues of a really good artist, mm-hmm. and then after a certain point, the editors go, "Well, the book sales aren't there for this guy. This artist is bigger than the sales of this book are, so he mm-hmm. should go to a new book." And that's what usually happens. Like, and that's too sad. I, I'm hoping they're just they let's, both let's, just let's need push some Daredevil trades on Cape Crisis. Oh week. yeah, you'll see a few on com. You'll see a few on LadyTenPodcast.com. I love the Daredevil. I read that. I will just say, uh, because I didn't read much of it on the plane, but it's the one issue I don't think I can get digitally scalped. I can't get scalped digitally. Scalped. uh, Not every Vertigo book is digital now. Not scalped. Scalped is at the end. I buy that analog, but it's on the non-matte paper stock, and it's Mm. already a very dark book. Oh. And something about reading it on a so you know I I buy them to read in a plane and like it's just super hard to see on a dark plane. <laughs> oh yeah, and I, I almost want to send in a letter of complaint. Like that's <laughs> it's this is really this is what I do now. I fly and I read Scalp. <laughs> and it's how far along are you in Scalp? Only the second volume. Okay, I would say that I think Scalped is the best comic of the last five years. Like I think huh. it's my favorite series of the last five years. Like it. Ask me it's what it, uh, mine so is. Um, what? Rom. It's Rom. Somebody, somebody gave me a shout out for mentioning Ooh. putting Rom on the Avengers Ooh. in the last episode. Um, well, we're getting we're pretty far through the first segment, but we haven't been together in a while, so yeah, we need to talk some more. Well, okay, so the news. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, first off, have you seen the Joker's new look? Yes. Holy shit! So creepy. I, but I'm not following the issue, so I know he his face was pinned to a wall like he yeah. literally and cut in off in the his first face. issue of detective comics mm-hmm. he cuts his face off at the end and pins it to a wall and then disappears mm-hmm. now his first return his just flaps of white skin are like I mean, attached really to his face gross. via a mask and yeah it's hideous it really looks gross it's it's really and it's just interesting to see him come back like that they held off on the joker for a whole year was great was nuts that they just well yeah it was a year and then yeah to finally bring 13, him right? back, like you get to see what a great job the Batman writer Scott Snyder mm-hmm. does without the Joker yeah. to do, and so when he finally is like, "All right, guys, now you're going to see my Joker," like that's that's when the guy, that's when most Batman writers shine their brightest mm. is when they work on the Joker. It's again, I, I think I said this on an, our other our old podcast. I just want to, I could talk about it all day, but the Joker. <laughs> one, I was thinking of him was like. If you ever looked up, just Google like the Joker's original appearance. He's a dude in a purple suit who laughs with clown makeup. <laughs> and then I was just juxtaposing that with guy with cut off face, uh, murderer. <laughs> I like. It. I don't know when the Joker became that, but like I guess through somehow never re- like fully revealing any origins to him. Yeah. He as a villain, his literally his only purpose is to pester the hero. Mm-hmm. Is to create problems for the hero. He has no 
no greater goal. No backstory. No backstory. He has nothing to gain or nothing to lose other than to pester Batman. To do things that would get Batman's attention. He's the perfect foil to anybody. And I don't know why there aren't more villains like him. Like he, Yeah, he's just nuts. And he loves <laughs> chaos. And if something is comfortable and warm for somebody, he's going to come along and kick sand in his face. Because as he's the Joker. That's what he does. So he can get... You can put him anywhere. He just exists to create problems for Batman almost exclusively. It's gorgeous. Yeah, and unlike so many other characters that they try to give... You killed my team yeah. brother, Batman! Like, none of that. Like, yeah, you, you serve justice and good, and messing that up it just sort of bothers me and makes me <laughs> giggle at the same time. I'm the, I'm the Joker. Uh, so, other news. I read... I don't want to talk about the Joker. Fuck you, then. Well, I just haven't read Batman 13, so... I haven't read it either, but I'm right up to seven. Man, I should catch up on that. I also read The Dale... And, um, but not much of it. And the what? Let's leave it at that. Uh, Justice League, the nail. Oh, okay. All that Justice League stuff I picked up, um, a while back. Well, so I just read, and uh, speaking of the Justice League, I just read a news story that, uh, that says they believe, um, the Justice League film oh, will start ridiculous. filming next summer with, for a 2015 <laughs> release. That's ridiculous. No, it'll never come out because, it's ridiculous. but it's also pointing, pointing that. They will have a rebooted Batman by then, mm-hmm. so the new Batman would be introduced in the Justice League movie. They should just do that. I suppose. That establishes Batman in a more superheroic world, which you can't... They're just not going to out Nolan Nolan. They can't make a True. better, grittier thing than that, so they really should just start over and find a happier meme. Not go all campy, just but like Batman... Batman he, he doesn't have much to do when he's alone mm-hmm. and in a Justice League he, they basically use his the moon and the bat cave as a center of operations. The bat cave is always where people meet up and they analyze things. The rest of the Justice League flew around the universe and and grabbed. Yeah, but he'd be part of an ensemble. But it's just you know after the horrors that were the Joel Schumacher Batman films, mm-hmm. they needed a palate cleanser, so they had to make like True. the realest Batman they could or. They didn't have to, but they chose to, or Christopher Nolan did. And so when they made that super real Batman, like, that was great. I, I think they're some of the best superhero films yeah, that will ever be made. I don't know what I'd want to see out of another yeah. Batman film. But it can't be gritty and real again. It can't just be Batman, a guy. It can't be as real. Those films were as real as Batman could get. Yeah. Because Batman only operated for really 18 months. Mm-hmm. Got... Uh, horrible wounds from the Joker thing, especially the final night of the Joker that he then retired mm-hmm. and w- hung around for eight years and then became Batman again for like 30 days and then died. Yes. And so that's all like you want Batman to be a con like that was a sad thing to me at the start of Batman mm-hmm. uh, or the Dark Knight Rises was that. I want Batman to always be a constant. Like he, mm-hmm. you could see him getting near the end of his career, but to think that he had stopped, yeah, that Batman could quit, really like that, made, that, that bugged me too. Though then they have the scene with like, well, no, he has no cartilage in his knee, his elbow mm-hmm. is shot. Like he's, it did destroy his body to be Batman for even eighteen months. No one said it was easy, Hank. We didn't <laughs> ask him to do it, but we need him right now. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So I, I think they should just go for it, and make super. Make it super supery, super supery. That's what I think. A little beyond action. 
Also in um, in movie news, they uh, I read a rumor about the uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy film mm. that uh, says that Groot and Rocket Raccoon are going to be taking they're going to be supporting characters. They're not going to be they're not going to have as many lines as Gamora in Star I Star know Lord. What, well, Groot only needs one line. Yes. Uh, <laughs> what you need is a good subtitler, a good font. We need a good font for Groot. Well, um, meanwhile, Rocket Raccoon just says snarky things. I, I like in I like in Guardians of Galaxy, like what he said is taken seriously and does contribute to the conversation. However, yeah, yeah, I can't. They don't laugh at it. I can't imagine a Scottish raccoon in a movie, anim, animated raccoon having that same amount of contribution in the films. I, I wish somebody would do it right. Uh, I believe anybody could. A Slither, I noticed, just appeared on Netflix. So if you want to. Yeah, Who's everybody, watch, Gardens of watch Gardens of Slither. There, With Nathan see. Fillion, who should be um, cast as... Star-Lord. Star-Lord, yes. He'd be a great Star-Lord. Yeah, I hope he is. Star-Lord. They the same haircut. Though, I think it's weird that they think, oh, we have these... Um, if it's true, that mm-hmm. they think they have to push off these non-humanoid guys to be... You know, background oh, make characters. Way for the green people. That's the thing. Like they're not the two green people, like Drax and Gamora, are not relatable. Oh, not all that relatable either. Like that's true. They might be, you know, human sized and played by actor, just regular human actors. Mm-hmm. But they're both super green. What about Mantis? The, now, the the only five confirmed mm-hmm. are Star Lord, okay. uh, Gamora, Drax, Rocket, Raccoon, and Groot. So. Damn it! I was going to say Mantis isn't relatable at all. Also green. And Neither is um, the Guardian or the the dude with Captain America's shield. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, is that just a rumor for now? It's just a rumor for now. See, they, I was going to. They you, admitted they're working on an old script. If you so. can't, yeah. If you if you can't tackle them as main characters, and you're kind of not ready to handle Guardians of the Galaxy. No. Oh, that's God. the idea. I am super. Sam Raimi is directing the uh, the the Poltergeist remake. Ugh. How disgusting! Really, you're yeah. so much better than that. Um, but also, there. I was going to suggest he do a new Batman movie, just because whenever I think of Darkman, mm-hmm. I think of a more comic booky. But, yeah, it would but be not cool. Si- even, it's even less silly than, t- than Tim Burton's movie. It would be funny after all that shit with. Uh, uh, it'd be so funny after all that shit with, um, um, uh, I lost it. You know who I want to give it to so, now? Even though I think he's back with Marvel's camp? What? Let's throw it at, uh, oh my god, I just lost his name. Brian Singer. Oh yeah, that could, uh, yeah. He's probably under contract still with Warner Brothers in DC somehow for a shitty mm-hmm. Superman movie. Like, you didn't make a second Superman movie, because it was bad. Yeah, it was bad. I, I a... couldn't make a sequel. God. Uh, I... Oh, and one last bit of news. Hmm. I'm hoping everyone has seen Avengers by now because it's oh. uh, it's it's been out on uh, DVD for a month. So mm-hmm. I'll just up and say it, guys. Agent Coulson lives. Woo! Yeah. I, I, or does he? Or does he? So no. I mean, Whedon said he has always, from the beginning, was he was intended to be in this spinoff TV series. Mm-hmm. Which I don't really believe. Well, so. Uh, yeah, here's here's a couple things I know about Whedon as a writer. Mm-hmm. He loves to kill off main characters to mm-hmm. get uh, to get the extra of like feeling out of the out of the readers. 
or watchers. Mm-hmm. But he also likes to fake you out and resurrect old the people he kills. Well, his shows have t- taken place in a magical universe of resurrection and ghosts, so like mm-hmm. they tend to show up a lot. So they're like, "Wow, what an what an." Great sacrifice of angel. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, wow. What's a, Who else? Uh, definitely Spike died and came back, didn't he? Uh, and Buffy. No. Yes, Buffy and, did die. But his sister... No, her mom died and she didn't come back. That was actually one of the greatest episodes of television ever. Go watch Buffy the Body to see one of the most interesting experiments I've ever seen on television. Hmm. Where just the whole... Everything you do on television, they just don't do. There's no music. There's no quick cuts. It's just uncomfortable. Silence as a daughter finds her mother's death body Jeez. for an hour, wow. and it's like if it wasn't an episode of Buffy, I think it would have won. Probably, won. <laughs> if, if it was, if it was an episode of anything else, it would have won an Emmy. If it had been labeled as like a very special episode of this uh, it, it ER hurt, it, it, or it's something, one of the most painful episodes I've ever seen. It hurts so much. Season five of the body, do it. So, so that's what makes me think he would just kill Agent Coulson to bring him back. And even when I saw mm-hmm. the Avengers, like they already established Nick Fury is a twisty dude, yes. Those and cards he were was the, and he was the one left with the dead body of Coulson, and it's him who pronounces it. And when he says, when the when Maria Hill says, "Send the medics," it's you don't see the medics at his body; you just hear Nick Fury say. They're here. They pronounced it, which is exactly what Nick Fury mm-hmm. would do to cover the cover up him dying. So I think it's quite possible he did not. I was also there were rumors of hoping that he would become Vision. In oh, the next he, movie. he is definitely in point one. Coulson oh, is Coulson, alongside yeah, Nick Fury. Yeah, Coulson's one of the guys in it too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that uh, so Coulson will be in the pilot for the Shield TV series. Shield. I. I do wonder if it would just be... It could just be a flashback. He could be tricking us all again. I I hope it isn't because I hate prequels. <laughs> but it seems like it'd be easier to make a S.H.I.E.L.D. show before mm. the existence of Thor. Incredible Hulk. Well, yeah, that's the... Well, those guys are celebrities and they're not around. Though, wouldn't, though quite, quite a sweeps to have like a one episode of guest appearance by Tony Stark. True. He wouldn't even have to get in costume. He'd just be like, I'm Tony Stark. I'm here. Yes. Just hanging out, being a cool Robert Downey Jr., saying funny things. The guy who did the Robert Downey Jr. voice in the Sega game? Can't see because I'm behind a mask? Oof. Yeah, you're welcome. God, those games. Mm Mm-hmm. So bad. So bad. The worst. There, you know, Sega. Sega. They made some mistakes. Um, Oh, also, speaking of Marvel movie news, they have a release date for... um, Avengers? For uh, Avengers 2, that already had a release date of mm. May 2nd, 2015. First. Whatever. Okay. Uh, but now they have an early November release date for Ant-Man. Yeah. Edgar Wright's Ant-Man. Which makes me think they're going to introduce Ant-Man in Avengers 2 and then make him the star so. of Ant-Man. I'm hearing Wasp is, is, is 2. It makes me so sad, though. That, like, 2015 in November. Like, three years now, that feels like... Ugh, feels too far away. And it's... It's funny that I say that because I th- someone uh, at replied me on mm. Twitter that uh, four years ago on Talk Radar I said Avengers will never, never happen. happen. We all said that. Yeah. And it, but then I, when I hear something this like this is so mind blowingly cool, and they put a far release date on it. There's not a frame shot, and 
Like, this will never happen. This'll, yeah. I'll never live to see that. There's so many variables. Oh, like, man, there's so many shitty days in between now and then. Yeah, I could die I of a heart it. attack at some point. Yeah. You, you could run over by a car. God, I'm really... Uh, since I was actually a part of footage this year that was shown at Comic-Con and not released online, uh-huh. I am part of the evil that I... Ha- <laughs> I love it because, like, it means you go to Comic-Con. You get a surprise. Mm-hmm. You get a treat. You wait in line. You get you're getting something you deserve, something no one else is yeah. can see. That Ant Man footage, though, I like. I've actually looked at the storyboards. I'm so interested in seeing yeah, that. Yeah, well, footage. it wasn't. It's not official storyboards either. It's someone who oh watched, yeah, somebody watched it. An artist watched it and then drew it for yes, the world. That and the Godzilla footage from the last Comic Con. Like, let me see that. Yeah, had, yeah. It's let so weird. They're still shit. sitting on it. Only just recently did Adult Swim post the. Venture Brothers panel mm-hmm. that they did, and of course they cut out the the, the scenes in it. So, oh, they did. Yeah, nice. there, there were no. There's no footage from it. But new Venture Brothers coming. Oh. Well, though it's just a taste before the real season starts in January next year. If we're lucky, January. What do you mean just a taste? What's happening? It's a Halloween episode. Oh God! They're doing a Halloween episode that technically takes place. They say sort of after the first episode of season five or dur- during the first wow. episode what? of season five. They, they're very vague about it. But, uh, yeah, so they're doing a Halloween special to match their Christmas special because I think there's just a directive at Adult Swim of make holiday episodes so we can air them every year in America. Well, they had a, well, that's actually most cartoons, actually. Uh, that, uh, that's true. That's uh, true. It, but I, they're, they, they in particular... Uh, mm-hmm. Public and uh, and Hammer, mm-hmm. I'll call them that, are obligated to do two specials a year. This being mm-hmm. the behind the music one, and this being the second special. <laughs> yeah, the shallow gravy mm-hmm. one. Shallow gravy. I remember. Uh, I remember the first. Se- I love the first season of uh, Venture Brothers so much, and it seemed there was like a six month span where it seemed like they might never do another episode. Mm-hmm. And, but there was the nice he preview ended with an of Easy Rider parody where the, both the characters die, and I'm pretty sure because they intended we're not coming and back. It's like, yeah, we Venture we're, we're sure we're never coming back, guys. But then they got to do that Christmas special that was so good too, which was uh, the all right. Like it's it not that, that good. It was a trifle. I wrote it about it on Cartoon Christmas though, and it's like it was nice putting spot to spot references that they're yeah, doing. Yeah, like, it was fun. It's uh, a fun. It's one of those. I, I love watching it every Christmas on the when I watch the Adult Swim Christmas I'm Marathon at bring, home. While I I'm when just, I'm back in Florida being bored. Can I plant this seed super fast? People right. are asking me already if Cartoon Christmas is happening this year. My inclination is to say, "Fuck no!" <laughs> I'm, too, I'm too tired. I can barely do. Like I'm barely holding up doing this and traveling every weekend. I'm really tired. But who wants to see it happen next year? Better still, who would like to contribute? Twitter.com slash Cantista. Um, maybe we can, can get that. Cantista? Cantista. Maybe we can get a little help this year, and I don't have to write all 25. Uh, Cartoon Christmas was a place that I started with my uh, girlfriend who left me, So, but she was helping me initially where I wrote, one, uh, wrote up a fun photo blog of one Christmas special every day uh, from December 1st to the 25th. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if, if anybody really wants to contribute, I don't know. I, I'm just testing the waters. Uh, uh, let me know. If you have a special you want to write up, make sure it's one we haven't covered. Um, yeah, maybe. Maybe. All right, okay. Well, so that's, uh, that's about it for all the big news right now, though. We're mm-hmm. going to take a little break. 
And then when we come back, we're going to answer the old question of the week and have this week's question of the week. So see you on the other side. Bibbidi bop. Howdy-do there, folks. I want to thank you again for listening to Cape Crisis here on the Laser Time Podcast Network. Every I, I appreciate every single listener. It's, it's really great. And if you'd like to show your appreciation for us or to help us out and keep the show going and keep all the wheels in motion, there's so many ways you can help us out. So if you go to lasertimepodcast.com, on the left side of the screen, you'll see a link to a PayPal, a donate button. You can help. You can donate whatever you can. Helps keep things going. Also, there's a t-shirt store. You can go there, buy lots of different Laser Time t-shirts. That also helps us out. Or if you look on the right side of the screen, you'll see a bunch of links to Amazon, to different products. But you don't have to buy just those products that are on Amazon. You can just click on that link. Anything you purchase on Amazon will get a small little taste of that, and it all adds up and really helps out the site. Also, if you're listening on iTunes or Zoom, please be subscribing. If you already are subscribing, thank you very much. And I really, really want to emphasize how much I love to see new reviews on there. Just even a five-star rating is greatly appreciated, but a written review... Very positive review, like, is always great to see. It really helps us in rankings, too, so it helps spread the word of the podcast. So please, if you can, any of you out there, please help us out with a review. And so, lastly, for the break here, it's time for the Hank's Corner Pick of the Week. So I'm really in the mood for uh, Walking Dead right now because I've been playing the Walking Dead video game, which I cannot, uh, cannot recommend enough. But what I'm really am bringing it up for is because they've just released the Walking Dead Compendium 2. A lot of people probably the first time they read Walking Dead was in the first compendium, which collected issues 1 to 48, which takes you all the way to the end of the fourth, uh, yeah, the end of the fourth year of the book. Now the second set of four years, which takes you right up to issue 98. Just came out, a gigantic collection, very affordable, black and white pages. And so if you, you know, just finished reading the Omnibus, uh, or if you're, you know, just waiting, you were waiting all this time for a bunch of issues at once to pick up, it's right there for you. So if you'd like to buy it and help support the show, the link is right there on the page, on the uh, on the page for this on LazyTimePodcast.com for episode 29. So just um, go there to the site, lasertimepodcast.com or capecrisis.com. Click on the link. You can buy it on Amazon. And once again, you know, money goes to help us. So thank you very much. And now back to the rest of the show. Avengers Assemble! Jack 
Welcome back, everybody, to Cape Crisis, episode 29. I didn't number it when we came at the start of the show, but it's it's episode 29. Are you sure about that? Mm-hmm. I know. Uh, yeah, well, because last week's question of the week was question number 28. Ah, huzzah. And we're not doing any of that bullshit we did on Talk Radar where we had a question number that was completely different from the episode number. We changed it eventually. Eventually, we, we gave up on that. Uh, I think, well, I, I think it was... Brett's anal retentiveness would not uh, let him have a different number. Not to skip all the numbers to make them the same number. Yes. He resisted for a long time. Every part of that was his fault and his fix. (laughs) Uh, All right. So last week's question of the week was, what's your dream Avengers roster? So I'll start with the first person to reply, and that's Mm -hmm. our old pal, Lucky7, who said, Iron Man, Deadpool, Doctor Strange, Doctor Doom... Ooh. Rocket Raccoon, Liam Neeson, <laughs> Velociraptors from Jurassic Park, Batman with Venom symbiote, and Gorilla fucking Grodd. Wow, okay, that got me. God, did you, wait, I just saw a trailer for, like, there's Taken, Taken 2. Mm-hmm. Taken 2 is kicking ass. There'll be a third one coming. Obviously, and then yeah. I just saw, like, this fucking Nicolas Cage movie ripoff called Star stolen in the same font in oh the same God. color and the, the cover looks hysterical do yourself a favor look up nick cage stolen what was the fact i read about uh it was about liam neeson which was your uh liam neeson has trained batman and Lu- and darth vader yes. and all these other facts and you're going to kidnap his family like, yeah. come on Though I also read an interesting thing about the Taken films, which are just an excuse to enjoy torture. Like they just create, they create these super evil dudes in the film Mm -hmm. who are like uh, human traffickers, and so then he gets to torture people, and you're like, yeah, this is right. I know these people are evil, and I get to enjoy this torture. Like Mm -hmm. it's kind of weird. All right, ooh. Uh, So let me go next to Cody Stovall. Godzilla, The Wolfman, Batman, Grimlock, Vegeta, Mewtwo, and Finn from Adventure Time. Man, okay, we just got to talk. Looks like we just have to talk to Cartoon Network here. I think we'll be fine. <laughs> and uh, happy twentieth, Zeb. Oh, did you watch that? Yeah. Oh, that was. Yeah. Guys, search it out. The twentieth anniversary original cartoon for Cartoon Network. It has. There's a couple of them. It has all great. Uh, the one I've seen. There's it, a long one that's. I saw a two-minute-long one that ends with like a giant party, and mm. and Finn takes off his hat, and his hair blows in the wind, and Johnny Bravo is very confused by his long, mm. girly hair, and uh, were the so, Powerpuff Girls coming back? I had heard that, yeah, yeah. The city of Hound. Uh Zeb three sixty four says Iron Man, Thor, Cap, because you got to have the center three, just like I said. Uh, Black Panther, Miss Marvel, Invincible, and Cole McGrath from Invin- Infamous. Infamous. Did, wow, Infamous. did we open this up to any stable of characters? I told people not to go too crazy, but uh, you can't stop the people. Can't. What is that? So. Cooper says Batman, Detective Chimps, Zatanna, and Green Arrow, and Wonder Woman. Wonderful. Great. Oh, no. Obviously a douche, says Deadpool, Rocket Raccoon, <laughs> Howard the Duck, Jesus, and to round it all out, George W. Bush. Uh, that would make him Captain America, wouldn't it? Mm, I would think 
George G Dubs is uh, Bucky. not Bucky. Uh, <laughs> I would say Ant Man. <laughs> Stabby Joe says Captain Batman, the Mighty Batman, Incredible Batman, Iron Man, Batman, and Batman. If there's room, <laughs> uh, you think that's a real picture of Stanley giving the finger? Uh, I thought it was. It's been around for a while, right? I'd believe it. I'd believe it. Uh, okay, I'm gonna go with Lazar. J21, Cap, Thor, Iron Man, Kid Loki from Journey into Mystery, Spider-Woman, Black Widow, and Beast. Now, the Kid Loki from Journey into Mystery, he's been interesting. At first I thought Kid Loki seemed like the stupidest idea ever and I hated it, but uh, he's grown on me, especially the crazy shit they're doing in Thor, right? Because Thor's going to end soon, soon to be rewritten by uh, Jason Aaron, who's mm-hmm. one of my favorite writers. Writer of Scalped. But uh, so before it all ends, they're doing the most insane shit in the Thor comics. I forgot to add one I wanted to add to my list because I wanted to recommend it, and this came just through reading. We have review comic reviews on Laser Time written by uh, Oh, that's right, uh, John Wizzle. John, I, did, I forget what it said, uh, but yeah, Wolverine and the X Men. I want to throw in Brew in there. Uh, Brew is fantastic. I love Brew. Yes, the. Just, mm. Just certain pictures when he's really happy and boisterous and wearing <laughs> Harry Potter glasses and smiling. It's just the cutest thing I've ever seen. I uh, wanted to recommend that, but I did also want to give a shout-out to the guy right above that, just for those six, which, just because he said, yeah, he's got his Iron Man, his Iceman, Mega Man, Galactus on the Avengers, and, I think this is really clever, Red Sun Superman. Once re- <laughs> Russian Superman. Uh, on the Avengers. Oh, I also like someone answered in drawing, mm-hmm. which was the All Ladies Avengers, which I think looks pretty cool. I think it'd be cool to have just the All fe- Female Avengers. Well, what about sales and being beaten by everybody? I Do we know. not want to factor that in? I mean, sexism aside. Well, they'd save a lot of money by paying them so much less. Oh, man, that'd be a, a boob fest. Jesus Christ. Ah, uh, boy. And. Also, someone posted a picture from Community, which just makes me sad because they're stupid NBC just to be a dick one more time within within a week of its premiere, just delayed it. They're like, "Meh, you're not getting it." It's not on no the fr- Community. It's not on the Friday Death slot with yeah. Whitney. Yes, it. Thir- Thirty it Rock was the worst place to put. Thirty it. Rock ends in thirteen episodes. Have it stick really, it with it's only thirteen episodes. Yeah, and then it's over. And then it can sit next to Parks and Recreation in the office, and yeah, whatever the hell awful be. show is there. Not Animal well. Hospital. Like that's going to be. Oh, canceled. that's too bad. I really like Justin Kirk. Yeah, but come on. I, I've been watching like my secret shame right now is watching Weeds. That show is was fucking bad. terrible. It's really terrible. Uh, but he's great, and if you want to see him fucking awesome, like Angels in America. I, don't, I feel like I recommended that on a podcast recently. Yeah. I should not keep bringing up the age. <laughs> He's the, the one dying of AIDS. Yes, film, right. Prior Walter, mm-hmm. uh, fucking great. No, but he, he, lives, he plays another character in the movie in, as well. Okay, I believe I he's that. the one fucking in the park. He's wearing like a giant mustache. And I there. just remember him doing a. I just remember his speech at the end of the film, like where uh, the, the speech to the camera about how. Uh, I, got he's, he, I think he's he's still a slightly undiscovered comic genius. Yeah, that's too bad. Probably he's not a the, comedian, but he's great. It's too bad he's on the monkey show. That's what on people the think show. of Animal Hospital. Uh, so, fine. But I wanted to watch new episodes now. Have you been watching new uh, the new um, 30 Rock? 
Yeah. <laughs> I think it's funny. I think it's, it's funny. It's fine. I, I, don't, I, I, watched, I, I came back and like I have like one hour. I'm going to watch The Office. And 30 Rock... And I'll even say last season, like, I enjoyed The Office with Corellis. Yeah, I, well, I thought it had an interesting dynamic. Nope. And then it fell apart it towards the end. Yes. Like, and, and now it's even worse. And mm. that, and then I watched 30 Rock. I'm like, you're, you're, you didn't even jump the shark. You just tripped over it. All of <laughs> and they you. They just swam next to it. All of you. Did you, uh, you didn't like the one where Alec Baldwin, like, is trying to tank the network? I thought that, that was, was funny. Okay. It is just Especially a... when he's like, you're an actor on the show now. Like, yes. she's, she's like, what are you, an actor? And then he's just talking. In the, in the show, in the show he's making, he's talking directly to Liz through the show. <laughs> yes. like, okay, that was funny. All right, I'll anyway. give it to you. So, uh, so that's the many of the better questions. And Brian Cranston were, was on recently. That was awesome. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, oh my god! Yeah, let me say my favorite line from that one, where Brian Cranston plays his music for for Jenna, and uh, she says, "That was awful." Look, I'm going to try to be constructive here. You should kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you I'll, can't talk to him like that, Miss Maroney. I also think Jackie Jormjomp is one of the funniest things in the world. Jackie Jormjomp? When they had to change the name of their Janis Joplin oh. film. To I keep seeing that Jackie in articles Jorm about Jomp. the Janis Joplin biopic news. I'm like, what the fuck? Why do I recognize that? <laughs> Jackie Jormjomp. Jackie Jormjomp. <laughs> okay, so this week's question of the week, guys. Hey, why, you posted three times, you silly goose. Uh, the question of the week this week is, do you think Agent Coulson is really back? Uh, why don't we take sides here on this, Chris? Sure. I'm going to say, yes, he is definitely back. It was a life model decoy in the show, in the in or that, no. like I said before, uh, not in the show, in the movie. It was life life model decoy in the movie, and it was or it was just Samuel L. Jackson pretended he was killed and and I, left him somewhere to recuperate. Well, that's one of those things, and. You really want to hear me rail against certain things like this? I'm sure there's plenty of Mass Effect Three podcasts you can listen to, but I, I like the idea that we could talk about it mm-hmm. and speculate about whether he was or wasn't. Because yeah, you don't really see him die; you see him pause, yeah. and Nick Fury pronounces him dead to everyone without anybody verifying it. Yeah. And like the medics, just like every time I watch that scene, like the medics are there, like pretty much right on time. Uh, Card in his locker, Nick Fury's. There he's a liar. Mm-hmm. What else is he lying about? Uh, but Nick Fury can't be trusted. Here's well, but you know who can sort cannot sort of be trusted. When just that that line, there, Joss Whedon said it, or somebody said it on that panel. Mm-hmm. Coulson, he's been alive the whole time. <laughs> they're 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 baiting you. Uh-huh. They're baiting you. It's different. He he probably did die. But maybe what you're saying, life form, like there's something else so there. Maybe they this, would never tip their, they would never yeah, show their cards this that. early, ever. Not for a TV show. Not especially. for a TV show. Not for something that it, it's if that's part of the Avengers universe. Yeah, that's true. I maybe they set him up as a robot on the show to then eventually give him an upgrade into a Vision robot. You know, Coulson make a lot movie. of sense as a robot just yeah. in general, but he bled right. Uh, you saw the bleed. Yeah, you saw the blood on the he thing bled. when he stabbed him. Yes, it yeah. could have been murder oil. 
Synthetic 20. You know what I'm talking about, buddy? In that world, though, they have... Oh, that was one other piece of news I want to mm. say real quick was I read... Uh, uh, for Cloud Atlas, um, uh, wait. Agent Smith himself, <laughs> um, oh God, I'm forgetting his name. He played Hugo Elrond. Weaving. Hugo Weaving. He gave an he interview. V. <laughs> what I like about Hugo Weaving is that he is a, uh, a crazy man who just says what he wants to say, who yeah. ended up being a movie star. Thanks to The Matrix, he became one of the biggest star... Or, uh, at least as in genre films, like one of the biggest he's a stars in the world. Incredibly dependable actor, and he can yeah, play like roles that are really that sort of require s- being over the top, but he sells it very well. But before Matrix, he before Matrix, what his biggest role was in um, Priscilla Queen of the Desert. Yeah, like and he was just an Australian actor, mm-hmm. and so he doesn't give a fuck. Like this, he didn't <laughs> he didn't seek fame. He mm-hmm. just. Did a really great job in a film that shouldn't have been a giant, the biggest success Dude, of the decade. Vendetta, like he doesn't ever show his face. That's yeah. a fantastic performance. So he is like I've seen him before. He doesn't give a fucking interviews. When V for Vendetta came out, like people asked him, "Is this a parody of our times? Is this making fun of the Bush administration and mm-hmm. the terror fears?" And he's like, and while uh, Natalie Portman had a very like. Uh, safe answer of saying well this is about all times and it could work anywhere you know a Korean journalist asked me like oh you're talking about North Korea in this film so it could really work for anybody which is not the wrong answer she's not lying but, but then when she asked when the same question was asked of Hugo Weaving he's like yeah yeah it's about America <laughs> yes. and it's and just if you read the book and you were living through those times like the things you changed are very clearly meant to yeah, reflect they're very clear about uh, America and so he had a new interview <laughs> where they asked him about his recent roles and about uh, both Transformers and mm-hmm. Red Skull and uh, first they asked him the, the, I'll go to the Transformers quote first mm-hmm. he said it was basically a two-hour job, and that uh, he he never he doesn't watch them. He he says he regrets not caring about it when just reading, <laughs> just being handed a script and just reading it and not giving a shit. But he also said like he's never met Michael Bay in person. It was a Skype thing. Like it, it was it was merely a paycheck. Yeah. Who's, who was the original Frank? Was it Frank Welker? Frank Welker. He's probably walked by Michael. Yeah. Yeah. See. Yeah. Come on. You were going to manipulate the voice anyway. Why, yeah. why, I got to I gotta go do Oswald now? <laughs> <laughs> and then they asked him about, and then he was also asked about Red Skull. And mm-hmm. he said that he didn't regret being in that movie. Mm-hmm. He, was, he's, he thinks he did a good job, but he just doesn't want to do and He doesn't want to do that again. He doesn't want to be a big action film again. And, oh. and that he... Uh, and then he also said, yes, technically I have the option, they have options to make me appear in the other films, but they don't want to for they don't want to actually publicly force someone to be in a movie when they don't want to be, so they're not really going to make me. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think Red Skull has a place in the Avengers universe, and the title leads me to believe he's sort of irrelevant to the situation in the next movie. Yeah, though, I mean, the way he, he, he had the most... Anticlimactic defeat of any of the main heavies that's in the I, movies. Like, my, my criticism of the movies that I can't remember what happened. <laughs> well, him and uh, Captain America Other slugged it plane. out a little. Uh, let's yeah. 
I remember enjoying the experience of Captain America when I saw it, but it part is, of it. I remember at the end, I'm like, just the, get going. Yeah, let's just get move. to the Avengers, and then, but then it, you end on such a high feeling because it was the first footage ever of the Avengers, which yeah. like was a pretty awesome well, post credit sequence. I, mean, I don't know. You think it'd be, it'd be more interesting to watch now, knowing the importance of the Tesseract eventually, even though it's barely important. Nah, not really. Because <laughs> it's, it's just it's basically a port key for Loki. What I liked about the movie was they they got the character of Steve Rogers, mm-hmm. they took it mostly seriously, mm-hmm. and like I thought, I did think he did do a good job as the Red Skull. I, but damn it. it, the action scenes are kind of lifeless in the movie, and it never you compare the action in that to the action in Thor, yeah. or even even the Hulk fights in Incredible yeah. Hulk. It's not as good. Like it just doesn't get going. Let me let me back. I want because I only read I read that news story not about uh, Captain America and Hugo mm-hmm. Weaving, but about what he said about Transformers. Michael Bay, of course, posted a response. Oh, really? Yeah. Why don't actors who I never met just shut the fuck up and do their job? And like <laughs> it, it, it was like, yeah, you're paid two hundred thousand dollars for a, an hour's worth of work, and you're gonna go complain about it publicly and throw the entire product on the bus. Fuck you. Yeah, and I guess that is kind of a dick move. It, yeah, no, I think it's totally a dick move. Conversely, I'm guessing the same press tour, this is where I wanted to drive it back to positivity. Tom Hanks said, Cloud Atlas, I'd say it's one of the best movies ever made, but I can't because I'm in it. Um, and nobody will believe me, but like, it's not, this is not like, and he threw his other movies under the bus, this is not like it's me. It's not like I'm out here promoting Turner and Hooch or Angels and Demons. And then, Turner and Hooch, I'm like, that's been, fun. but Angels and Demons, it's like, Four years old. That's right. And still probably full that. price on Blu-ray. <laughs> and probably terrible. But he's like, no, I, I fucking love this movie. I, I have read the book, Cloud Atlas. So if you see me tweet about it, please don't tell me to go read the book. When I'm excited about the movie, I'm excited about the movie. Because I really, I really like to relive the book. And I don't have fucking time to read it. And I, the movie looks so great. I wish... I still would like the Wachowskis to make the Justice League movie. Like, I think they'd... Hmm. I they might they have a contract a at Warner Brothers. I mean, that's where all their movies have come from. Yeah, that's the thing. It's that's and they'll be done hmm. with Cloud Atlas. And but they they know the material. They know that material. They're, they're comic book nerds. Like yeah. Neo is Superman. Yeah, like, Neo is like that. No way, no way. He's doing the Superman thing. <laughs> doing the Superman thing. Oh, says God. Harold Perrineau or whatever. Uh, what's his name from Lost? And Oz. <laughs> he's Oz to me. He ain't no Lost Oz. character. He's good old wheels. Augustus. 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 I'm going to twirl around this glass box and describe a life metaphor to you, man. (laughs) I'm going to do it over and over again. You can't change it. And then when they have those, they by having those scenes in there, you forget that it's a soap opera. Like the show is, yeah, it's a soap opera for men, except with only eight episodes per (laughs) year. Those first six episodes are fucking gorgeous, though. Before it went into like. Full soap opera. It, it had a point. It had a statement, mm-hmm. um, making about the system and like, um, yeah, interesting. All right. So, anyway, how do we end on up the forums this week? God, in the forums, go to lasertimepodcast.com, Click on the forums link on the left side of the screen and uh, answer this uh, one: Do you think Agent Coulson is really back or not? Cape Crisis question of the week 29, and we'll answer, we'll read your answers. Please. We promise to answer it next episode. Yes. And we'll read your answers next episode. Uh, Some of them. And then listen to Laser Time. The episode went up late, just as this one did. Uh, Time travel part two. No, the, the episode, 
the episode went into the future too far. Yes. So it, uh, it could, I could never Tuesday. find the right joke for that, but it's it's late. It's an episode from the past <laughs> appearing in the future. Uh, it's really good. I said it on the show, and people seem to agree with me. It really gives that old talk radar vibe. If you've been missing that at all, it was a lot more right. loose. It was a and looser long. one, and, loose and, and long, silly. Lots of smiles, lots of fun, mm-hmm. embarrassing stories. He told. finally had the straight jacketed laser time off. Yeah, man, the shackles mm-hmm. of the thing. We can do whatever we want on. Uh, remove. Also, we're in the middle of VG Empire's Castlemania. Castlemania it was so much fun. I, I think. Uh, Missed a week last week because Brooke got lazy. I'm just no, kidding. It, he was, it went up. Oh, it didn't went up. No, it's on the third one. Um, Me, so sorry. The Circle O the Moon, Ari of Sorrow, Portrait Room. I'm on that one. Yeah. I'm only not on the fourth episode. Fourth episode will contain special guests brand new to the show, but not necessarily new to people listening. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Exciting. I got. Uh, that's the only tease I can give you. What uh, other was what other roommate could have appeared? John Wahizel, he he's got more comic book reviews, including uh, uh, Batman thirteen. So mm. uh, check those out, and then please, of course, shop Amazon through us. We have links for the comics below. We have links to Amazon comics below this podcast on its post mm-hmm. on lasertimepodcast.com on the right hand sidebar. And if you just click on any of those and shop Amazon like normal, we get a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of uh, commission, which helps us keep keep the lights on. It's not a lot of profit in these people. Oh, boy. So, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week, God willing, on Cape Cape Crisis. Crisis.